Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to episode 29 of Jack Out of the Box. Uh, I know uh, last week I mentioned that I was going to um, go back to some music and I've decided that I'm going to split albums up into two parts now uh, just to make the episodes a bit shorter because I think, uh, yeah, I'd prefer to do that and have like a two 45 minute episodes instead of an hour and a half uh, for the whole thing. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I'll, yeah, kick it off with, uh, what I've been up to the last week, and then, uh, move on after that. Uh, yeah, so, Friday, um, the first day after exams finished, that's pretty cool. Uh, I was very happy that they were over, I think I did really well, um, but, yeah, I'm glad they're done. Um, yeah, so, on Friday, I recorded episode 28 last uh, the last episode just because I thought I could um yeah take my time to get back into everything because yeah I didn't need to I just hung out and played games and stuff after my exams finished so I was like I'll record that episode tomorrow uh yeah and then Friday I did much the same after I recorded the episode. Uh, I just hung out at home and played some games with my mates, which was good. Oh, pardon me. Uh, and then Saturday, um, we walked to uh, Wiseman's Bowling Club for lunch again, which was good. Um, Scott was playing cricket over there, so we stopped there for sort of half an hour and watched him play for a bit. Uh, yeah, then just walked home and played some games. Then Sunday, uh, Scott and I went and got brekkie in the morning. Uh, and then Ali had managed to get tickets to um, the Celtic versus Everton game up in Sydney on uh, yeah on Sunday. Uh, so that was pretty cool to watch um, a game of soccer. Um, we got really good seats, which was awesome. Um, it was a pretty good game. Uh, I went to penalties and then Everton won from there. Um, yeah, then just came home and that was it. Then Monday was day one of, uh, RA training for next year. Uh, which is a big, we had like an adventure camp type thing. Uh, yeah, uh, heaps of, uh, different team building stuff, um, which is good to meet all of uh, next year's cohort uh, in a fun environment where there wasn't really any pressure. It was just us getting to know each other a bit and, yeah, having a fun day. Uh, and then Tuesday was day two of RA training. Uh, this was just a shorter day uh, where we went through event planning, uh, mainly for the new people, uh, but it was good to go back through it, I guess. Uh, yeah, and then we got to planning events for, uh, the first month of, uh, next semester or next year at Coolabong, uh, before uni starts, which was good. Uh, so I think we have the whole, every day of February has an event until uni starts on the 27th, which is pretty cool. Uh, I planned two with one of the new RAs, uh, faculty meet and greet, uh, where we just get people from all the same faculties together and 
get an RA from who also studies in that faculty to sort of not mediate, but uh, just get a conversation starting started with all the people, um, basically just so they know some people that are studying in their faculty because it's always good to know other people that are studying where you are or they could be studying the same course as you, uh, same degree. Um, but yeah, just knowing them in where you live is pretty cool. Uh, and then on the 27th when uni starts, we'd organised a pancake breakfast just to as a kickstart to the semester, I guess. Uh, then Wednesday, I just stayed at home and um, hung out playing games because I was a bit buggered after the two days training. Uh, then yesterday, on Thursday, I had th- uh, three doctor's appointments before lunch. I had to go and get some blood tests and then got an x-ray of my back and a bone density scan. Uh, then when I got back, I played some games for about an hour with Isaac, which was fun. Uh, then sort of wrote the weekly rundown for this episode. Uh, yeah, then I got carried away, um, setting up my old Nintendo DS to play some games, um, that I'd sort of played years ago when I was younger. Um, so that'll be fun to play those again. Yeah, and then that was sort of it. Then this morning I did the music rundown, or I wrote it anyway. Um, it's a bit, a couple of them are pretty long, um, but it was good to have a listen to it. Um, and then, yeah, I've basically done nothing until I'm recording this now while I'm home by myself. So, that brings us on to music uh, for this week is J. Cole's 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Uh, I think in my m- Jack's Fave music I mentioned him. Uh, no, apparently not. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, let's get stuck into it, I guess. So, uh, this album's kind of calming and also humbling, um, in a sense, every song's based on what, uh, J. Cole went through before he rose to fame, um, this album's also kind of a new start for him, uh, one that doesn't, he's not chasing hits, but he's, uh, rapping to inspire and spread a message of, uh, love and harmony, which he kind of missed out in, uh, on in his first two albums uh, while he was in New York. Um, in an interview with Complex, Cole had spoke out about the album. Um, that's exactly what it is. It's crazy that I chose to record it in Hollywood because it's such a fuck Hollywood album. Being out there maybe contributed to me thinking... I'm bugging, there's some shit that's way more important than how many albums I sell, and if I'm the best. <coughs> Alright, uh, and then the track list. Uh, so, track one is intro. Um, Cole immediately delves into the elements of the album. Freedom, happiness, love. Uh, when moving back to his hometown of Fayetteville, 
he spoke about how the Hollywood lights only kind of brought in um, fake happiness. Do you wanna? Do you wanna be? Do you wanna? Do you wanna be free? Do you wanna? Do you wanna be happy? Everyone wants to be happy, uh, but is it real happiness we're chasing, or just to be happy with the conflicts that occur in our lives? Music often promises the fame and the fortune, uh, but sometimes is a byproduct of the Hollywood lifestyle. Um, fake friends, uh, drugs, depressive lifestyles, uh, only being happy if you're making a ton of money, um, often become a reality. Free from bills, free from pills, you roll it loud, the speakers blow. Life get hard. You ease your soul, it cleanses your mind, learn to fly. Cole has admitted that the thought of money and drugs has motivated him in the past. Um, in an interview, another interview with Complex, he talked about this. Wanting to be a movie star, wanting to be a rap star, wanting to have jewellery, to have girls, to have all the money. All that shit, just trying to plug these holes, it becomes dangerous because it's not real. Then reach the stars. You take the time to look behind and say, look where I came. Look how far I done came. Cole reflects on his career to date. After years on the come up, he's now one of the biggest names in hip hop. He can look back and reflect on all that he's achieved. Alright, then track number two. Uh, January 28th. January 28th. Is J. Cole's birthday uh, with an album named after his childhood home. He starts here taking us on a tour through his life starting with his earliest years. When Cole released this he was signed to uh, Jay-Z's Rock Nation. Uh, so it's sort of no coincidence that um, the tr- second track on uh, this album is Cole's birthday as the second track on Jay-Z's. Um, the Black Album is December 4th, his own birthday. This for my guys that was tossed in the graves. Every so often I fade deep into my thoughts and then get lost in my days. We used to play before your coffin was made. Just got a call. You're gonna got caught with a stray. Hope he's okay. Cole previously has spoke of losing his friends, and now he's reminiscing about when they were still alive. His wordplay here with other word days kind of sounds similar to days. Uh, further illustrates how much these losses affected him. The mentioning of his friend getting shot fits well within the song since Cole later refers to the Ferguson case in verse 2. Just got paid what Cochrane got paid to free OJ just to share my life on the stage in front of real strangers. Cole compares his paycheck to that of celebrity lawyer Johnny Cochrane, who helped uh, OJ Simpson when he was in the face of his murder trial. Cole earns his wealth by telling people his entire life story, something that's evident within this album. But like most of us, Cole still doesn't have himself figured out. And it frustrates him that a crowd full of strangers understand him better than he understands himself. 
don't give them too much you don't let them take control it's one thing you do don't let them taint your soul if you try to give too much of yourself whilst figuring out who yourself is you'll continue to question your identity from all the advice you get from others that may not make sense to you ultimately slowing down or even changing the course of direction your life takes look out the window because tonight the city lit up with lights cameras in action may no man alive come through and damage my faction i brought you guys with me because i love you like my brothers and your mothers like my mother after the shooting of Michael Brown, protests began in Ferguson. These protests turned violent with m- militarized pr- police intervention. Uh, and major networks like CNN and other media outlets such as Vice were there capturing everything on the scene. When Cole visited Ferguson, he was interviewed by Complex with his crew right by his side. He told his Dreamville team that he'd pay for everything because he felt they needed to witness history together. I hope that we remember these nights full of Hennessy. When hove around, we switch up to that douce. Gotta show respect. One day we're trying to star where you stay. This is Cole showing respect to his mentor Jay-Z as he's fine with sipping Hennessy with his guys. But when Jay-Z shows up, it's necessary for an upgrade. Uh, Yeah. Cole is a hypnotist. Control the game whenever he snap. Once known as the therapist, Cole controls the rap game like a hypnotist does a person's mind. Snapping in hip-hop implies dope rap, while a hypnotist snap refers to an instant induction, a method hypnotists use to control their patients. Like the great Rakim, when I make my notes, you guys might be L, or you might be Kane, or you might be Slick Rick with 19 chains, or you might be Drizzy Drake or Kendrick Lamar. But check your birth date, you ain't the god. Nah, you ain't the god. Call the god, January 28th. Cole compares himself to Rakim, an all-time great in the rap game, while... Comparing Drake and Kendrick Lamar to LL Cool J, Big Daddy Kane, and Slick Rick, who were only short for a sh- hot for a short period of time. Okay, track three then is uh, Wet Dreams. On th- this is the third single from Forest Hills Drive. Cole reminisces about his first time with a girl. He puts on a lyric, typical play it cool attitude, when in reality all he knows are about wet dreams. This song was originally going to appear on The Cole World, J. Cole's debut album, uh, but it had missed that cut. First time, she was in my math class. Long hair, brown skin with the fat ass. Sat beside me, used to laugh, had mad jokes. The teacher always got mad, so we passed notes. Cole describes the detail of the girl he first had a crush on while also describing how they first started talking. She wrote a note that said, you ever had sex before? Damn, 
I never did this before, no. In a sudden twist, Cole reveals to us that he's a virgin here. I wrote back and said, of course I had sex before, knowing I was fronting. I said, I'm like a pro, baby, knowing I was stunting. But if I told the truth, I knew she'd get played out, son. Cole isn't alone. Um, it's, it's kind of likely that men are going to over-report the number of uh, partners they've had. My mum are gone for the weekend, so Saturday, baby, we can get to freaking. That's when my heart start racing and my body starts sweating. Baby, you don't woke my little man up. I'm thinking how that body look naked when you're laying on the bed. Teacher, please don't make me stand up. The little m- the weekend's possibilities have Cole wound up. His brain's in the bedroom, but his body's in class. He fears that if the teacher made him stand up, everyone would see that his little man was awake. But right before I put it in, she flinched and grabbed it and said, I want to get something off my mental. I can tell you're a pro, but baby, be gentle, because I never did this before, no. The eager Jermaine was hit with a pause. The girl's sexual prowess intimidated him throughout the whole story. Uh, but it turns out she's a virgin as well. Just like Cole, she's been playing it cool and pretending she's inexperienced so as to not blow her cover. But she comes clean when it comes time for the act, knowing the first time can be painful if you're unprepared or not on the same page as your partner. <coughs> oh, pardon me. Uh, then moving on to track four, O three Adolescence. In 2003, Cole turned 18 and had graduated from Terry Sanford High School. Then later that year, he'd moved to New York City uh, to attend St. John's University on an academic scholarship. This song details Cole's innermost thoughts as an aspiring MC in Fayetteville, including his lower self-esteem, troubles with women, and the misapprehension that the live-free life is fantastic. In love with the baddest girl in the city. I wish I knew her. I wish I wasn't so shy. I wish I was a bit more fly. I wish that I could tell her how I really me- how I really feel inside. That I'm the perfect guy for her. But maybe that's a lie. Cole uses a girl to uh, as a metaphor to express his feelings for the rap game. Due to his lack of confidence, clothing... And no way to express his feelings. Cole th- feels he can't become the rapper he wants to be. Because I'm trying to stay alive in the city where too many guys die. Dreaming quiet. Trying to dodge a suit and tie. Survival's key in a sketchy neighbourhood like where Cole grew up. If his neighbours didn't kill him, then the cops would wind, would have him wind up in court or dead. Things change, rearrange and so do I. It ain't always for the better, dog, I can't lie. I get high because the lows can be so cold. I might bend a little, but I don't fold. One time for my mind and two for yours. I got food for your thoughts to soothe your soul. If you see my tears fall, just let me be. Move along, nothing to see. Cole realises changes are inevitable but won't let the negatives get the better of him. 
when he's going through tough times, he gets hired to compensate. By saying two for yours, it shows that while Cole wants you to listen to and take in what he's saying, he also knows it's important to just have your own views and opinions. His emotional raps feed your mind with knowledge that satisfies the need of your soul. Unlike some, Cole doesn't see emotion as a weakness. It makes him stronger. Whispers that he got it for the low low. Sell a dime for a dub. Them white boys ain't no no better. Besides, what's $20 to a guy like that? He tell his pops he needs some lunch and he go and get it right back. A dime bag is half a gram of weed for $10. Cole is saying his friend sold white kids half a gram for 20 rather than 10 because the white kids didn't know any better. So it was like taking candy from a baby. Cole's also implying that $20 is nothing to the white kids. Therefore, it's not a big deal that they're being ripped off because they can just ask their presumably wealthy parents for lunch money and receive another 20 you're about to go get a degree. I'ma be stuck with two choices. Either graduate to wait or selling number two. For what? A hundred bucks or two a week. Cole's friends believe he'll have to start selling harder drugs if he wants to increase his income. While Cole, however, is about to go to college where he'll get go on to get a degree. Which would lead to better career opportunities and with it higher pay. Why deal coke when you could go to college? Thank you, Mama. Dry your eyes. There ain't no reason to cry. You made a genius, and I ain't gonna take it for granted. I ain't gonna settle for lesser. I ain't gonna take what they handed. Nah, I'm gonna take what they owe me and show you that I can fly. Cole starts to realise his worth and says he won't stoop down to accept anything less than the best. He'll only take the best because that's what he is and show anybody who slept on him now how good he truly is. Track 5, A Tale of Two Cities. A Tale of Two Cities is a novel by Charles Dickens set in London and Paris before and during the French Revolution. Some of its major themes, rebellion, conflict between rich and poor, come into political consciousness, hover in the background of J. Cole's song. He's telling a story of one city, but from two different perspectives. Both characters are young men who want to escape the city and be more fortunate, but they try to achieve this by different means. In the first verse, he's an adolescent, viewing all the negativity and trying to become a successful writer of some sort. While in the second verse, he's a peer, indulging in all the negatives, robbing people and selling drugs. In the second chorus, it's revealed that the person who robbed the person from verse 1 in the first chorus, is actually the person from verse 2. Since a young and always dreamed of getting rich, look at me, my guy, fantasize about a white picket fence with some trees. The good old American dream usually consisted of a nice home with a white picket fence. This dream represents stability, peace and success, the way Cole wants to live. Picked up the paper... And they say, my guy, Eddie caught a body, I'm convinced. Anybody is a killer. All you gotta do is push him to the limits. Cole's friend is the type of person you'd least expect to commit murder, yet he ends up in the news for just that. This goes to show that once provoked, even the nicest people can do evil. 
last night I had a bad dream that I was trapped in this city. Then I asked, is that really such a bad thing? Cole saying that he had a dream where he was trapped in the city, but he can't seem to determine whether it's good or bad. The reason why he says this is because in his town they rob people on the daily, even for smallest things like a watch. So if it were to actually become something, gain riches, he would become a target for being robbed and gunned down with his possessions. Listen up, I'm about to go and get rich. We go and circle around the veil and hit a lick. Now the perspective shift, we move from someone trying to live an honest life to the gunman in the first hook. Cole always knew that the Ville had violence. The last song was still the perspective of the Ville's boy. This song's verse comes from someone chasing their dreams in New York, and now we get the voice of someone still hustling it out in North Carolina like his old friend. This fits with the theme of two cities and the drastic differences between their citizens and the environment. Wanna know a funny thing about this shit? Even if you let him kill your dream, it'll haunt you. Pursuing a life of crime will either have you dead or in jail. It won't be able to help you reach your dreams. And the idea of it dies. You'll still be haunted by what you could have been. The funny thing is that in a murder, usually the murderer is haunted by the person or thing they killed. But when someone kills your dreams, it will bother you more than it will bother them. Then, moving on to track number six, Fire Squad. This is Cole attempting to restore the balance in hip-hop as he criticises white privilege and white appropriation of the culture. Namely, Macklemore's The Heist winning the 2013 Grammy Awards for Best Rap Album over Kendrick's Good Kid Mad City, Drake's Nothing Was The Same, Kanye's Yeezus, and Magna Carta Holy Grail by Jay-Z. At this point in the arc of 2014 Forest Hills Drive, Cole is on the come up, flexing his pen game and asserting his dominance. Why are you acting like a hoe? Know that I'm a ride for you, either way it go. Tell me, girl, why are you stressing me for time? Why you tell me you love me? Can't you see I'm trying to climb? Damn, guy, why are you acting like a bitch? If you're scared to take a chance, how the fuck we gonna get rich? Come here, baby. Why are you always insecure? Hold on tight and be sure. As the final song before he transitions to the fame of Hollywood, Cole's prepping himself and those closest around him to leave the small town of Fayetteville. Despite his own self-doubts, he knows that he has to make the move to the big city to stand a chance of becoming a famous rapper. As Cole transitions from student to teacher, there's no time for the self-doubt we've come to expect from him. Ain't a way around it no more, I am the greatest. A lot of guys sat on the throne, I am the latest. I am the bravest, go toe-to-toe with the giants. Although the likes of Jay-Z and Kanye West have sat on the throne of hip-hop, at this moment it's Cole. He's running things. He took a brave step releasing his sophomore LP, Born Sinner, on the same day as Kanye released Yeezus, and he ended up outselling Kanye in that month. He hasn't just gone toe-to-toe with the legends, he's proved he can be successful when he comes up against them. Meets O2, Lil Wayne, in a new white tee. Meets KD, ain't no guy that can shoot like me, blow. 
Cole feels as though he's in the top tier of rappers, but he knows people for people to catch him, they got to do a whole lot of work. He can play a bit. There's a few guys that can play, and there's a few guys that are just flat out terrible, but Cole can. Money My Motivator, the songs that I sing, Picture My Peasant, Passing a Pawn to the King. Some alliteration with the letter P. Um, Cole grinded hard to get where he is today. Using a chess comparison, he went from a pawn to a king. Someone of small value and no significance. Someone of great value and significance. Same thing that Elvis did with rock and roll. Justin Timberlake, Eminem and then Macklemore. Rock and roll was generally made by black artists until Elvis came along and became far more successful than his black peers. Disappropriation in music is still relevant today. Artists like Justin Timberlake and Eminem have found success performing what would normally be known as black music outselling their contemporaries. As many rap fans perceived a racial bias in Macklemore's bewildering success at the 2014 Grammy Awards, the highest was crowned best rap album ahead of arguably superior albums by black artists. And break the chains and change minds, one verse at a time, and claim two six. And fuck it, if the shoe fits, who's the king? Cole aims to change minds of his critics and naysayers by delivering fire verses one after another to convert his haters to fans. Cole's always repped the two six, a nickname for Fayetteville, his hometown. He takes it one step further with the analogy of if the shoe fits, wear it. Meaning, if the crown is there for the taking, he'll take it. Ain't gonna be no more kings. Be wary of any man that claims. Because deep down he clings onto the need for power. In reality, he's a coward. Psychologically, those who thirst for power are fearful and insecure. They're cowards as they often yearn to be recognised by the media as the best. When in reality, they should probably concentrate on their music and not worry about who's considered top dog. Cole's revelation is that his power, and consequently his happiness, should come from real sources like his family, friends, and his confidence in himself, not the validation of critics. (coughs) And then on to track 7, the last one for this week. Um, St. Tropez. Drastically changing the mood of Fire Squad. Uh, We see the arch of the album changing as Cole's career starts to take off. Named after Saint-Tropez in France. um, (coughs) While the verses could be about another relationship, Saint-Tropez has been used as a metaphor for fame and fortune in hip-hop more than once. Roll up and smoke my sins away. I'd like to go to Saint-Tropez. Maybe I'll go, maybe I'll stay. Um, Saint-Tropez is well known for its attraction of the rich and famous. Cole uses it as a metaphor for Hollywood throughout the song. He still isn't sure if he should take the leap of faith and fly with the rich and famous. He's afraid of what the fame and fortune may bring him. A. From the door I showed you my scars and I told you girl I won't lie. 
if we're at war, then this is a war that I can't afford. No, I, I wanted more, but that was before. Lord knows I'm torn, so I cry. Cole's too focused on his own career now that he's started to become a star. His lack of commitment from past relationships causing rifts with his new girl. And, yeah, that's it. Um, I think tracks 8 to 13 are for next week. Um, I think this might make it a bit easier going for just over half an hour rather than an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, anyway, um, I hope you enjoy me back talking about music other than just what I've been up to because sometimes I'm not doing very much and it's a bit boring. Yeah, so thanks for listening and come back next week for part two of Rose Hills Drive. All right, bye.